everyone, welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters. With your questions, Josh and Dan, I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things thornical and artisanal. So if you have any questions for us, please drop us a line at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. We are going to talk about today the J. Halastri Rennell of the Bloodwood. So any initial thoughts you want to start with? These are the real political movers and shakers and gossip mongers and spies and such. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, this is an interesting Rennell. I, li- I like the idea of them. I'm not sure how useful they are to... We'll talk about how to bring them in later because this is one of the more... I can't even call it esoteric, but really hard to use NPCs. <laughs> yeah, I think. We've mentioned in other episodes about the Rennells how difficult many of them are to bring into a non-Bloodwood game. Yeah. The Jehalastri, if you're not dealing with a Bloodwood game, would be potentially the ones that might be willing to pass along information to player characters to try and influence events one way or the other. It's possible that emissaries, envoys of the Bloodwood that are outside of the wood mm-hmm. are likely to come from this Rennell because they do tend to be more of the, the political operatives. Yeah. As opposed to... The Talshara, who we haven't talked about yet, but who are mainly sort of like the the military force, the Escalanus or the other stuff like that. Yeah. That have particular roles that they broadly play. The Jehalastri are sort of the politicians in a sense, but in mm-hmm. the sense that they keep an eye on what the other Rennells are doing and try to leverage that information to manipulate the power, relatively speaking, of the various Rennells within the broader elven court, and almost always to ultimately lead to their own advantage at the expense of the other Rennells who they all largely see as rivals. Well, that's every Rennell. (laughs) (laughs) They're all vying for some kind of position somewhere in something. Uh, so let's get a little history on the J. Halastri Rennell. Uh, actually, let's get some ground, some frameworks out of the way first. This Rennell does not live off the land. They don't do any farming. They don't do any um, trades anymore. They don't have any more. They used to be founded by craftsmen. Right. Of Mediocre. the major Rennells, as they are known, the ones that we're talking about here. Yeah. The Jehalastri are the smallest, I think, in terms of size, but where they no longer perform other tasks, where they no longer have members of their Rennell that farm or do crafts or whatever, they have dedicated yeah. themselves to information gathering and brokering. Yes. yes. So, yeah, because they they're not encumbered by ancestral lands anymore. They don't have any local tenants. They don't have any maintenance of caravan routes or uh, provincial politics. They give full attention to court politics. 
And they deal in, as Josh says, information only. That is the only commodity they, that they trade in. They gather it, they exploit it, they guard it with unmatched skill compared to anybody else in the Bloodwood. So this is the information network. And they will trade livelihood for information. And so they have people doing things for them and they pay for that in information. And so they don't have any commodity other than what they know. To be clear, they are not the Thrones intelligence network. They are their own intelligence network. They are happy to leverage that information for the throne when it benefits them, but they are just as likely to spill secrets about things that involve the queen more closely that she might perhaps not be as happy about being known. And so there is a certain amount of line dancing Mm -hmm. that they need to perform in order to maintain their position, because if they were to offend the queen too much, that is a good way for them to be stripped of significant power. Yeah. Because that's all they've is, got. Yeah. I think this, so the line from Game of Thrones, I drink and I know things. I think that fits this Renell to a T. Yeah, they know things. They just know things because that's what they're, that's what they're there for. So a little history. They came to prominence prior to the skirts. They've been around this long uh, due to their incredibly unwavering support of Queen Alakia. They, uh, the family, Jay Halastri, started as a small group of mediocre artisans. And so I think they spun out their artistic talent <laughs> into this instead because many influential members became Jay Halastri by marriage. And so they've just kind of acquired bodies per se in all different kinds of realms. And they were all trained because the founder was Cyrenal, Jay Halastri. Um, also a moderately talented magic student. And he created a role for himself between the Consortus and the Blood Warders. That's how he got started. And so he was the information broker between the two because they didn't like to talk to each other and they still kind of don't. And so he learned the value of properly handled and disseminated information. Yes. By playing one faction off of the other to his benefit, sometimes to one, sometimes to the other, you know, playing them back and forth. And so they would keep continue maneuvering against one another. And he just played the middle. And so playing the middle, I think has actually been the basis for a couple of movies in Hollywood, but thoughts so far. Yeah. The Jay Halastri are able to maintain their position as a result of what they know and have learned. Those on the outside would frequently consider the leverage that they hold as a result of their knowledge to be verging on blackmail. Yes. Which, of course, offends the Jay Halastri tremendously, (laughs) if you were to actually suggest such a thing, Mm -hmm. because they don't force anybody to do anything. But, of course, anybody who might think to move against them obviously needs to be careful because of what they might reveal in order to take the ground out from under somebody that they wish to affect. Yeah, the Jay Halastri probably knows where the skeletons are, where the bodies are buried. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) They're not necessarily 
nasty about it, and they are just as willing to provide you with information on your rivals as they are to move against you if you were to do something that they aren't happy with. Yeah. They are... Selfish isn't quite the right word, but Mm self-interested. They are interested in maintaining their power and influence and the resources that it brings them within the court. But ultimately, they... I think see themselves as a balancing force, a neutral force, one that prevents any other faction from gaining too much control over what's going on. I don't think they necessarily want that control themselves, but they kind of act as the group that prevents the blood warders from getting too much power or yeah. that the other consorties from getting too much power. Yeah or other Rennells or whatever, kind of keeping things balanced, they would be the ones that might, at an opportune moment, let slip information about how this member of uh, Rennell is involved in the black market trade. Mm-hmm. Against Alakia's wishes. Right. In order to embarrass or shape the flow of politics and such within the court. Agreed. Now, the information that they broker isn't necessarily always the truth because they do, they were trained by their founder, Cyrnel, to encourage gossip as well. And so occasionally spreading a rumor or gossip or um, letting somebody think something is, is the truth shapes their opinion in a political manner. And so that doesn't always have to be the truth. Yeah, and it can also cast doubt onto what they might know or not know. Yeah, agreed. So this is the information broker, rumor mill, um, gossip broker. So whatever you need to spread around your campaign, if you're doing anything in the Bloodwood, be it false, be it true, you're going to need to employ the J. Halastri Rennell because they are the best at it. Yeah, this this is like, the elven court equivalent of like TMZ or the tabloids, <laughs> the National Enquirer. <laughs> That's sort of the more extreme end of it, but they're the yeah. ones that that have knowledge and like using that knowledge to whatever end that they wish. Yeah. So he not only taught them to uh, engage in gossip because occasionally you can misdirect with that. And don't have to actually spill secrets, but he also trained his f- entire family to learn secrets, get people to trust you and exploit that weakness when you need to. And so it's a very spy espionage-esque uh, role, this whole uh, Rennell. Yeah, but more of the social mean girls high school. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the espionage between nations agreed lower 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 circle lower importance but mostly just within the bloodwood yeah i wouldn't say (laughs) it's it's lower importance necessarily but it is internal politics as opposed to external politics fair better said by you as usual uh (laughs) the main thing so if if you're going to use the jay halastri and you can use this gossip uh, group, the rumor mill, uh, the BuzzFeed, all that fun stuff. 
they don't write down their information. It's all memorized because that way it can't be exploited and it can't be discovered by somebody else and it can't be delivered without their direction. (laughs) So it can't be unwittingly passed from one person to the next by here's this note I wrote you in between study hall, uh, pass to somebody else. No, no, no. This is all verbal communication, verbal learning and memory. Yes. There are, I imagine among the adept population of the J Helastri, not that yeah. they all are, but, um, I imagine among the adepts, there are probably a not insignificant number of troubadours. Yes. Because of their focus on, learning and memorization and things like that. So that is definitely something to keep in mind. They probably aren't more traditional elven troubadours in terms of practicing of singing songs and composing poetry and things like that. Although I imagine that such things might be useful skills in the right circumstances. I'm thinking as well If you want to talk about uh, archetypes, some of the at least pop culture ideas of what high class courtesans and Mm -hmm. in various cultures, like the geisha in Japan and things like that. Again, talking more perhaps of the pop culture ideas of some of those perhaps than the historical reality, Mm -hmm. but where you have people that are quite skilled in a lot of things that allow them to play the appropriate role within the courts of the most high. Yeah. Agreed. So if you were a big fan of game of Thrones and all the political maneuverings in that show, I think you can draw from that, especially to be used here. Yeah. Littlefinger would probably be J- a J. Halastri. Mm-hmm. Because he's not one that is affiliated with one of the, if I'm remembering correctly, that he's not really affiliated with any of the the major families Fair. in Game of Thrones, but is looking to have information and manipulate it to his own ends. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? There's the Varys? Was that his name? The bald one. Not a clue. <laughs> He was as well a sort of spy master, whisper network, gossip monger, information yeah. broker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the books or watched the show in an age, so I can't remember specifically. But Varys is the name that's popped into mind, and I think that's close. Go with it. Anyway. With yeah, exactly. The J. Halassi are absolutely the ones that are going to be involved in political games. Yes. And – as a result, like I said earlier, bringing them into a more traditional Earth Dawn campaign that's not really involving the politics of the Blood Wood very much mm-hmm. can be difficult to do. Again, I think it would not be surprising for there to be envoys or representatives of the Blood Wood that go out that are members of the J. Halastri because of their ability to gather information and to use that to further whatever ends they have. And Mm -hmm. those may be in line with what the queen wants done at a particular time. And so they could become involved in a more traditional game in that way by perhaps providing information. We talked about um, Miss of Betrayal a few weeks back. 
if you wanted to flesh out what was going on in the rivalry between um, Takaris and... It's been a month. Yeah. Uh, Jay Halastri could be involved in manipulating that relationship and letting people know about what's going on. Yeah. Again, that would perhaps start to involve court politics a little bit more than that adventure is designed to be, but that's a place where they could perhaps become involved. Kaloran. Kaloran, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a minute because it's been forever. Anyway, um, yeah, so Cyrenol was the founder, and I believe he's passed on by now, and his legacy is carried on by Mithrin, his nephew, and Mithrin is, this is the current activities that the Jehalastri are up to as of late, uh, especially this, this is the fourth edition book. Uh, Mithrin is trying to discover why Kethos Escalanus was banished for a year and a day. So he's still trying to ferret out that secret, which is still very much a big secret. So that's what he's working on. He has yet, not yet discerned uh, what magical knowledge uh, Kethos is working on, but that's what he's trying for. So if that helps your overall game master campaign, go for it. Just wanted to fill everybody in on exactly what they're working on currently. Um, or they're also trying to figure out um, why Tyrion is stymied by who's trafficking Oakheart's acorns. Because it's too bold for, a Car- for the Carathaska Renell. So right now, the J. Halastri has no idea who's working on Oakheart's acorns. But... You know, if you need some little adventure hooks, not yep. a bad idea. Mithrin is facing a little bit of a problem within his house. He learned at his uncle's side and so has a very similar outlook and approach to things, but is finding that the younger members of the J. Halastri are a lot more, again, like mean girls cutthroat more interested in the gossipy end of things than they yeah. are in the learning things and finding the appropriate way to leverage that information to their advantage. Yeah. They are a little bit more willing to cross the lines, a little bit more inclined to be backstabby, a little bit more inclined to be kind of nasty about stuff. Whereas uh, Mithrin will be absolutely pleasant and honorable as long as you don't cross him. Yes. So the people of note, if you're going to be using this, this Rennell, uh, there are three pretty main characters listed in the Elven Nations book. They've been added onto. So Mithrin, as we mentioned, is, uh, he was trained as a troubadour to Josh's point. He is the nephew of the founder, Cyrenol, and Mithrin served 40 years as consortus to the court. He stepped down so his son, Lauren, could assume consortus. And I think Lauren served like 10 years or so right now. Uh, Mithrin is a gentleman to those who do not cross him. <laughs> However, crossing anybody in, the, in this Brunel is will, will be embarrassing and long-lasting for you. That's not a good thing. Uh, rumor has it that Mithrin may be chosen to sire Alakia's child as she's been rumored to be desiring one at this point. So there's a big reveal right there. Potentially, yeah. (laughs) Josh has thoughts, I can tell. Well, it's certainly 
an option. I could certainly see it as a way for Alakia to continue to hold power in the court Mm -hmm. and perhaps finagle a way to maybe vanish again for a little bit and then come back to be in power. Yeah. As she has done before. So Mithrin has certainly been seen a lot more in the queen's presence lately. Mm -hmm. Whether that is because she finds the information that he gathers and shares with her to be useful, who knows? But he also likes being close to power and being able to be around the queen means he is in a position to learn more information than he otherwise might. Mm -hmm. So he gets, I don't know. If you had the chance to to breed with a garbage person, would you? I don't know. (laughs) Enough said about that one. So second person of note in this essay is, of course, his son, Lauren J. Halastri. He's the eldest son of Mithrin. Not an adept. So, typical layperson, Blood Elf. Uh, He, however, has been the consortus for 10 years now. So, we're 50 years removed from uh, Cyrenal's reign as the head of the of the Renel. He however puts so Lauren puts the Jehalastri interests first and foremost and the court's interest second. So if you're going to use them as an NPC, by all means, understand that that's what his play is going to be. Whatever benefits the Jehalastri Renel first, whatever benefits the court second. Because he's not trying to breed with with Alakia. <laughs> that's that's dad's job. <laughs> He does have the advantage of being in charge of keeping communications open between the court and the rest of the settlements in the wood, which means he is very well placed to gain information uh, and perhaps filter what or how that information comes to light within the court. Or uh, how to finagle, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, exaggeration about that information as well. So where he can add hyperbole to it. So... Another little character there. Third character to worry about is Tyriam J. Hilastri. She's been consortis for 25 years. Cousin to Lauren. Um, Tyriam is now the youngest elf appointed consortis in the history of the Bloodwood. She was. She's she's no longer yeah. the youngest, but when she yeah. attained the spot, she Thank was you for putting youngest. that a whole lot better than I did, because I was fumbling over my, my sentences completely. Uh, Tyriam... Yeah, she's Go been for consortis for a while now, so that's... Yes, 25 years. Tyrion studied the Swordmaster discipline before becoming a troubadour. So now we have two, Mithrin, the, uh, the nephew of the founder, and now Tyrion. So to Josh's point, lots of troubadours in this Renell. So what Tyrion does is brings concerns of the Renell, of the, all the Renells to the court's attention, therefore granting access to... All, granting her access to all kinds of information. I'm done talking because I screwed up everything I've said today. Well placed to further the goals of her Rennell because of what she is able to learn. Now, she does actually have a reputation of being honest and honorable because of her attitude, her her presence Mm -hmm. that kind of counteracts the family's reputation as manipulative schemers. Yeah. That doesn't mean that she is not as much of a manipulative schemer. It's just that she is a lot better, perhaps, at hiding it. Mm-hmm. 
or being more forward about her goals and and so forth. And perhaps because she has been consortis for so long, mm-hmm. probably does more than her, her cousin to further the court's goals. Yeah. Over. Yeah. So I think we have three interesting little personalities here, each having their own angle within the same family. And two of them are cousins. One is the son of the, of the first one. So you got Mithrin, his son, Lauren, and Lauren's cousin, Tyriam. So I think Who it's- Who would therefore be Mithrin's niece. Yes. So I think just, just in that little family enclave alone, you've got three very distinct personalities with three very distinct motivations as to how they're going to handle anything. Yep. And otherwise, I just need to stop talking because I've fumbled over everything I've said otherwise. So uh, any okay. further thoughts right. on the J. Halastri Rennell? No, just basically that there are some things that within the politics of the blood wood that the J. Halastri are particularly interested in getting to the bottom of. Among them, finding out what the heck is going on with Kethos Escalanus, why he was banished from court, and what he is up to out on the western edge of the wood. There are members of the J. Halastri kind of scattered throughout settlements in the wood, but the majority of them live in a village that is very near the court. And since they, like we said earlier, don't have any real lands that they manage or smaller renelles that are beholden to them, they can dedicate everything to their goals without needing to spend energy on managing other stuff. Yeah. Fair. So until next time, folks, uh, protect your secrets from the Whisper Stream for your legend. Good night, everybody. <laughs>